Chris. And I'm Dan. It's after work. Where we talk about the things we do after work. Yeah, not that boring stuff in the middle of the day, like how I'm a uh, bug and pest control operator. You operate the control? I control. I've started an army of fleas. First step, get a lot of fleas. Second step, infest friends with fleas by having them come to the basement where I got fleas. Oh, man. Third step, they call me up and say, hey, man, how do you get rid of fleas? And I say, one million dollars. Profit. No, you can't. Profit. Profit. Wait, not a, not a, no. Oh, sorry, that's from my work podcast. (laughs) Your beard issue? Not itching because I have fleas in my... Behind the scenes, damn, two months ago, a month and a half ago, found out our dog and cat had fleas. Dogs, dog and two cats, fleas. All right. But it took a while. Apparently, these fleas are persistent. And uh, we successfully, I think, got them off the animals. Okay. but But, But then I heard they can live in your house for like six weeks or something that's a while before dying so yeah i've tried killing them off maybe you suggested flea bomb a bomb i'm gonna talk really slow so we have to spend more time in this flea infested basement oh we got a lot of stuff to talk about all the fleas hey dan i went to the pumpkin patch man oh that sounds like fun oh bz farms in vancouver bz bill zimmerman he's got a farm Oh, does he also have a famous pig? He's got a famous pig. Oh, or, or a friend named Zuckerman? He's got a pig, a cow, a couple donkeys, uh, some other stuff. Cool pumpkin patch, corn maze. Cool. All that cool stuff. It was pretty awesome. Oh, Dan, just uh, anytime a flea lands on you, announce it. <laughs> nope. It makes a good pod. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, fun times with the pumpkin patch. When was the last time you were at the pumpkin patch, pumpkin? It's got to be years. Years. Probably since the last time I was at the pumpkin patch with you. With me? No, I might have gone between then and now, but. He used to go to the Salvi's, Salvi's, Salvi Salvi Island. Salvi Island. Salvi Island. Uh, Pumpkin patch, because you lived over there, and now since you moved to Milwaukee, it's too far. Yeah, it was close from North Portland, but now I'm not in North Portland. I'm not even in Portland. And you said, I'm an old man. I'm going to just get my pumpkins at the store. Don't even really need a pumpkin. Why not? Because I don't have time to carve a really awesome flaming skull into it. What if you got, I saw some people get plastic pumpkins and then carve those. Oh, like... And then it's just once, and then you never have to carve a pumpkin ever again. A one and done. Do you do it with, like, a hot knife? No, I think they're, like, kind of, like, brittle plastic, and you can just use a regular carving knife. You can pretend that it's petrified with no guts. But can you put guts in it first and then take the guts out and then carve it? I'll save my guts for my pumpkin. You pour it into your fake pumpkin. It just feels like it's not, you're not doing it unless you pull the guts out first. And then you go get a kitchen, a big, the biggest kitchen spoon you got and scrape the inside of it. Do you scrape it or you just let it be? I'll scrape it to a point. Uh, you got to scrape the bottom so you can put your candle in it. Mm-hmm. I'll flatten it out. Yeah. We got our four pumpkins. This pumpkin patch, BZ Farms. 
is pretty sweet. You just buy your ticket ahead of time. During COVID, they found out it was awesome to have a metered amount of people come into the pumpkin patch instead of having 2,000 people show up all at once. They should just pre-sell tickets. So now they pre-sell time tickets like, hey. They, they do. Yeah, now that now, so they started back then when it was like so many people at a time, even though it was out in the farm. Right. But uh, now they're like, okay, so many for ten o'clock, so many for eleven, so many for twelve. Do they kick you out? They don't kick you out. They just know about how long it takes and like who's going to be riding the tractor, mm. so there's not just lines. Okay. Like you, crazy lines. You also get a tractor ride slot. You get everything, man. You get a you get your pumpkins covered with this price of admission. You get a drink. I think you get a uh, cider, a pastry. You get a cider tasting, a free cider tasting. Okay. And uh, one other thing, which was, hmm. I was like, hey, you know, in how you show up to a pumpkin patch, or like nickel and dime, and you you get a corn on the cob. He comes with like one hot dog or something. A hot or dog one, and one a drink meal and a pastry. Yeah, how much? I think it was like sixteen bucks. That's and a, a good, pumpkin. That's a good deal. It was like, and everything was reasonably priced. You could get extra stuff on top of that. And man, my favorite thing was, hey Dan, how do you like uh, how do you like caramel apples? You know, I I'll, I'll eat a caramel apple. I like them. It's a lot of work though. Exactly. It's a big apple. It's a lot of apple. With the stick in it yeah. and all. What if I told you they slice up the apples and then just dump caramel sauce all over, or caramel, on top of the apple slices and you eat it with a fork? I like that. Yeah. Like caramel apple nachos. Yeah, exactly. I would slice up apples and then just you get that caramel sauce and you can just dip it. Because I don't eat an apple. No, not whole. Holding it on a stick and like, why is it this way? You got to turn it sideways. And then it's like, you don't want to get your other fingers on there. Have you ever done the the bobbing for apples, but it's like not in water? It's like hanging from a string? No. I've done that before. It's hard to eat with your hands behind your back mm -hmm. an apple on a string or in water. Oh, so just on... Just dangling? Dangling. Okay. So you might be able to get a good solid bite on there, but you got to do that over and over and over and over. I'll have to try that next Harvest Festival I or can and this, get together. This is what you do. You do a caramel apple eating contest. You line up, you know, four or five people, mm -hmm. get caramel apples. Trick is you give one of them an onion. Oh, one person gets Or like, yeah, how many? What if you made like so you had to eat five caramel apples, but oh, one of them's an onion? Everybody's got one. One onion out of the five. But you still have to eat it to win. Yep. That's part <laughs> of the deal. What if you're like, these are five different kinds of thing, caramel dipped thing. You got your caramel uh, start, bell pepper. Start with an apple. <laughs> what yeah. else you got? Uh, maybe like th three different kinds of apple. They all have to look the same because people have to be surprised. Mm -hmm. Right? An onion basically looks the same shape as an apple. I'm going to take a hunk of ham and carve it into the shape of an apple. Want to get a ham? Uh, no. No? Mm -mm. Use my potato peeler. No. Carve it into the shape. 
So you bite in. Wait, wait. I think caramel covered ham would be delicious with a stick. It would be delicious, actually. Mm. Uh, what What about a potato? Well, it's got to be pre-cooked. You can eat a raw potato. Don't worry, you won't die. Ham. Yeah, I'm just saying this is a challenge. Mm, all right. So we go apple, like three different kinds of apple, potato, onion. Okay. Challenge. First one. Challenge accepted. <laughs> First one to finish. I hate onions, man. But don't tell people it's an onion. Yeah. You have to finish. You bite into it, and then everybody's uh, like, wait. And you're like, you got to finish it. Uh, who's going to win? Fit. Who's going to eat that onion? It's just an onion eating competition it's now. It's a surprise prize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, the prize is a caramel-covered onion. Another onion. <laughs> you win an onion. <laughs> you win, man. Another onion. Uh, hey, Dan. But it was it's fun times. So oh, if anybody good. wants to make it out there in BZ? the future, BZ, BZ Farms. Uh, Dan, we got any emails? Afterworkpod at gmail.com. We do not, this week, have any emails. Lucky for us. We got a, we got a heck of a week. Yeah, I think the the email randomizer knew we were busy. Mm-hmm. So what's happening, Dan? So we had our whiskey club. Whiskey club slash Dan's birthday party. It was This is sort of a birthday party of sorts. And this one went... A little different because I, I was uh was planning on watching some football, mm-hmm. and the Ducks game came on right when we were set to start tasting whiskey. So I would turn on because we, we watch YouTube videos of our favorite group of people, the Whiskey Tribe, Whiskey Tribe, Whiskey Vault. What are they now? They, well, they, they're, they keep the, changing their name. Yeah, they 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 do. Whiskey Library TV, whiskeyfacts.info. Rex and Daniel. Yeah, I'm Daniel. You're Rex. Yeah, of course. Anyway. Uh, and So you got a uh, guy who thinks he's funny, pretty knowledgeable, uh, bald guy with a medallion. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then the real entertainment, Rex. He's pretty funny, but dumb. That's yeah. a box of rocks. Yeah, at least that's what the character he plays on this YouTube channel. Character. Kinda He's like, a character. Kind of like the character I play here on the podcast. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's for a show, people. It's just I'm a I'm a character, caricature of myself. Oh, show. Oh, show. Um, so it was awesome. My sister came in from uh, Seattle, and uh, she got to hang out and do the whiskey club with us mm-hmm. um is she a big whiskey drinker she likes whiskey yeah and we had a nice group of people and lots of tasty whiskeys um anything stand out to you any any fancy you got a picture let's just go down the line of the whiskeys and r- recap what we drank that night somebody brought a coffee liqueur amsir amsir it's a local portland Amps, a coffee, co- coffee li- that was a liqueur kind of like coffee Kahlua, whiskey. but with, uh, sure. we, yeah. Anyway, that was a really good coffee mm-hmm. flavored thing. Normally flavored whiskey is bad. It wasn't too sweet and it wasn't too harsh. Right. Yeah. None of those things. No and it was 40, right. 44%. 44%. Yeah, man. Uh, bull run. Somebody brought the, uh, standard bull run. 
straight bourbon whiskey, which we all know comes from Indiana. And it's uh, delicious. It is very good. Yeah, obviously. But Bull Run is a quote unquote local, local distillery. Well, I don't know if they do any distilling. Well, they they bottle. They're <laughs> local gets... bottler. Bull Run is the watershed up here where Portland yeah. gets a lot of their water from. Yeah. Uh, we had a George Dickel 15-year single barrel. That's a Tennessee whiskey that isn't Jack Daniels. We had a Henry McKenna 10-year single barrel. That was delicious. That one was very good. Probably my favorite. Really? I think of this some, group. Yeah. We got some heavy hitters coming up here next. Had that Yellowstone special limited release. For 2022, and it was a Marsala cask finished um, Yellowstone. What's a uh, Marsala? That's the wine that you make chicken Marsala with. Oh. Which was explained at Whiskey Night. If you were paying attention. I wasn't paying attention. I asked. Somebody sounded like they knew what they were talking about, wine. They sounded knowledgeable. I just nodded my head. So you got that one. That one was too expensive. It was too expensive for what it tastes like in the end? Yeah. I think it was t- double the price it should have been. Is a $40 bo- here Okay. Here's the thing. It's not triple. No. No, I'll give you what it should have cost. So it was, it's a special edition. It's $120. Barrel proof. No, right? it wasn't. It, was it wasn't like even barrel 100, proof? 101 101 See, you got that one, and then I went over- and found the Yellowstone Select, same brand, uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 93 uh, proof. Mm. And uh, I think this was like 30, 35 bucks or something. Yeah. So this one was $120. <laughs> the guy, the guy at the liquor store that I've that been he, saving it for. He you. said he, he'd hook me up. He's tucked that one away in the back for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got it. It was good. Don't get me wrong. It's not bad. I'm saying it's worth $60. Okay. Okay. And let me explain why it's worth $60. It's a $40 bottle of whiskey that then is has some fancy bottle. Like really. Oh, it was pretty fancy. Really fancy. Nice bottle. Yeah. Okay. So that's worth $10. Now we're up to 50 bucks, And it's uh, it's got a cask finish. That makes it a little fancier. You know, they got to do a little extra work, rebarrel it, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. No. And, oh, no. And it's a limited release. The limited release. So that's 10 bucks. By two times. Bottle, 10 bucks. But unfortunately, that limited release makes it double in price instead. It's because there's only so many of them. That's true. Anyway, then we had the Makers 46 cask strength. Okay. That that, I also like that Who one. brought that one? Me. I brought three or four. I brought like I brought the George Dickel, the Henry McKenna, the Yellowstone, and the Makers Forty Six. Wow, it was my birthday. It was a big, big birthday. Happy birthday to me! You don't turn forty-two every year, man. No, not every year. That's the answer. Every couple of years, right? Um, the Makers Forty Six cask was good. You brought the Four Roses Small Batch Select, which is the good one. Oh yeah, I did bring that. Select. You don't want to get the small batch. You want to get the small batch. Select. What's the difference? Cost twice as much. <clears throat> yeah, is that it? 
It's better. I just like all four roses. Look over here. I have the. Oh, you got the yellow label. I have the. That's now thirty dollar bottle of four roses. That bottle and it's fun. What thirteen dollars? No, it's like close to thirty. They must have raised their price. Yeah, I think everybody raised their price, man. That bottle's supposed to cost fifteen dollars. I don't know. I feel like minimum it was twenty five dollars. All right. See and. All right, and then yeah, you you brought that other else, and then we also had a Woodenville single barrel barrel proof. Woodenville is a local Washington company, and do they make it? Is yeah, it they make Washington? it. They, it's actually local. Okay, they make it, distill it, barrel it, age it. Is that the one that we learned was put in barrels over here in Woodenville and then shipped over off. the mountain? Yeah. To a cheaper warehouse for storage, where for the, where it can experience extreme weather. That's what they claimed. Yeah, because if no, I don't know. They said, "Oh, we found a cheaper warehouse on the other side of this mountain." I gotta imagine that, or maybe Woodenville property is not that expensive, right? Okay, maybe it's got zoning laws. No stacking barrels more than five high. Could be. Uh, and then somebody also brought Suntory whiskey, Toki. Toki Suntory. So it's whiskey from uh, Japan? The country of Japan. The country of Japan? Yeah. It was fine. Yeah, it's uh, they make it like a, a single malt, so like a Scotch or a Irish or a American single malt. Was this... Uh, I'm trying to figure yeah, out if I heard this at... everything, man. I'm trying to figure out if I heard this at Whiskey Night, somebody say this with authority. Suntory... Oh, oh, it's like it. the biggest. Uh, we'll say it again. Um, Centauri is part of Beam Centauri, which uh, joined or got Bob Boy or did a merger with, you know, the company that is Jim Beam. Mm-hmm. So now it's Beam Centauri. Was it you that said uh, you were going to say that's something else. their that's their lower end whiskey or that's what they have a lot of and they sell it over here to us? Losers, but they keep all the good stuff. That in, was in Japan <laughs> for themselves. And was, they don't export any of that good stuff. That was uh, that was that smart guy on the on the YouTube. Okay, I'm pretty sure you Daniel. said. That. I'm pretty sure you said that. Damn. I told you this is the cheap one. Okay, so it's the inexpensive one. All right. I just hear people say things. You know, I'll just start saying it was you. This is the Johnny Walker Red of Japanese whiskey. Nice. Anyway, it's good. It's better than Johnny Walker Red, I'll tell you that right now. Well, I've been on vacation this week, man. Oh, all week after work? Is this, uh, I mean, should we just do it? Should we start? Now it's time for the little thing we like to call Around, Around the House, house. Vacation What's happening, Dan? I did something around the house. You want me to go first? You did, finally? I did a You're thing. not just a layabout? No, no. Or a hustler? I guess I guess you've been hustling. I'm a hustler. Ba-dum, ba-dum. I guess you've been hustling, so I guess, uh, what did you do? I bought a new video doorbell. Uh-huh. A Nest doorbell. A Nest? Which is Google. The Google. So you got Nest and Ring? No, I, I installed the Ring doorbell at my mom's. Okay. 
in the nest and you used to have, did you catch a flea, Dan? Skybell. Had a skybell. I didn't catch it. How's skybell been treating you? Threw it in the garbage. What happened to it? It wasn't working. Is that one of those, like, when it can't, you've had that thing for a couple of years, four, three, four years now? Yeah. Uh, would I, you say it's old. good? The, the skybell? Are they still a company? I don't even know. Maybe that's why it stopped working. No, it, their app still worked, but it just, the, something was wrong with it. It wouldn't stay connected to the Wi-Fi, whereas this new doorbell, no problem. rock solid, never mm-hmm. had a problem so far. I mean, it's brand new, but yeah, so it's working all right. Um, I just basically had to unscrew the old one and screw the new one in. You know, That's there's it. just two little... Two little doorbell leads that low voltage doorbell wires that just go into the back or something. Yeah, at one point I was unscrewing something and I was like, "Hey, why is this? Sh- what's shocking me?" And I was holding both of them. <laughs> it's like, oh, it doesn't hurt. It just kind of tickles. Is there a doorbell in your house? Like, yeah, yeah there's an actual chime. So that hooks up to the chime. Yeah. When you were holding them together, was the chime going off? You can push them together and make the chime go off with no doorbell at all. Cool. Because that's what a normal doorbell is. It's just like, take power from these two things, turn a little light on, and then when you push it in, you connect them, and then the ding, the ding dings, ding. the ding dings, mm-hmm. bing bong. And so I just hooked up those two wires, and this is a whole bunch of setup that you have to do online, get an app, all that garbage. But Another app. But I was able to use the there's like a bracket that you screw to the wall and then you kind of click your the doorbell into the bracket well the holes didn't exactly line up from the previous one mm-hmm. so i just screwed it in really hard yeah and it, it it set perfect it, it set in there and then somebody was like there's a little gap right here and i was like wait what well, why is there a little gap just don't say anything about that. Just ignore it. I'll mention a gap. It's fine. And then uh, I had to take the doorbell off. Like, I put it on, and then I had to take it off to do something with it. I don't remember. And I was like, well, while I got this off, I'll just screw these down a little harder. And wouldn't you know it, it now it's flush. It was. It I wasn't screwed in all the way for some reason. Oh, I was using yeah. a hand screwdriver because oh. I don't want to strip it out or I don't know. Just glutton for punishment the nest started out their company with those thermostats was that all they had back in the beginning i think it was a separate company that google bought that maybe made the thermostats okay and they've just expanded to everything else now they like to use that name for everything that they think is a smart home product so now you know how you used to get like the Google Home? Uh-huh. Now it's called a Nest. Oh, really? You know how everything's you, Nest now. A Google Home Mini, like the little speaker puck that you could ask questions. Mm-hmm. It's a Nest Home Mini. What's going on, man? And the the little so- one with the screen is a Nest. It's all Nest and then they have like some smoke alarms. I'm not I I I don't can't pay a hundred dollars for a smoke detector. There's some conspiracy theories that I'm gonna invent right now <laughs> okay. about 
tech businesses trying to sharpen up their image or potentially change things up a little bit. Facebook is now Meta. Google is Alphabet. Is Alphabet. Uh, what's the other one? Amazon. What are they trying to be? They tried, They switched over to Prime. Or they've been Prime for a while. Well, Prime started out as the shipping, yeah. the, the reduced price shipping, and then they have the video. Oh, okay. I don't know. All I don't... right, something's happening, man, and I'm it's... suspicious of all of it. Anyway, these new these new cameras, they're pretty pretty good quality. Oh yeah. The the one my, the one that I installed at my mom's house was a little nicer. It's like their top end mm-hmm. doorbell, and it's crystal clear it's looks pretty good i'm yeah i'm tired of seeing uh videos of people stealing packages off of people's porches and they're like super grainy and i'm like come on yeah no not this one i want a i want to be able to see your freckles you can perfect can identify with your teardrop teardrop tattoo yes and uh so yeah I like I like this new one way better than that old. I guess technology is just getting better, right? I think they were coming out with a brand new doorbell, so I got the the old original model for like fifty seventy bucks off or something like that. Uh, changing the subject real quick, sir. What'd you do? Uh, I think the fleas showed up about the same time as I bought that giant rope. Do you think? Fleas came in on that rope. No, from a different. And then I've had that rope here, and now they're. I thought you were about to say this them. used chair, and then I was going to be like, "Yeah, that's about right." <laughs> when I pulled this used couch into my house. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Yeah, man. Vacation time. What well, you doing? Vacation. Workcation. Workcation. Uh, it's what is it? Wednesday now. I had a nice. Nice, joyous weekend with my family. And then they had to go back to school Monday. And uh, this is that big project on the side of the house I've been working on, what, probably two years. All right. Brooks dreams of a bunker probably two years ago. You can go into the past if it hasn't been deleted from streaming anywhere. I don't know how far back do ours go, Dan. About 100 episodes. Yeah, it might be gone. It's gone. Lost to time. You can go on the website. You can go to Podbean if you really want to know two years ago. Podbean.com slash after work. Something like that. And uh, dug out the side of my house. A year went by. Poured a foundation on the side of my house into that hole. A year and a half went by. And here I am. I put a roof on that baby. I've been working on it. Monday... I actually, Sunday, I was like, huh, wonder if somebody could help me do this. And I got a friend that's not too busy, got a lot of free time. So I called him up or I texted him and said, hey, what are you doing? Want to come over, help me work on this thing? And uh, sure enough, he didn't have anything going on. Next Monday morning. On Monday morning. Okay. uh, He Monday morning, he showed up, ready to go. I had picked up all the lumber Sunday night. I needed a ton. So I borrowed my literal ton. Well, it was a lot of lumber. Could be a ton. I've loaded up that hand cart at Home Depot mm-hmm. so much. 
where I could only like just get it going, get it rolling. You and think the, you can push a ton? And then, the, well, on wheels, man, I could push a ton on wheels. No, I could push a ton, man. I pushed a car. Mm-mm. A car weighs a ton, right? Put a car in neutral and push it along and steer it. Some cars. Uh, geez, Dan. So I got all this wood <laughs> up on the wood rack. Okay. And I was like, some of them, there was like three of them that were 20 feet long. And so you I, push it by those from the back? Well, I had those, some sticking out front, some sticking out back. And uh, just kind of guiding it through, fully loaded. And as I pay, luckily the uh, Johnson Creek uh, Home Depot has a checkout in the lumber area now. You used to have to bring all your stuff into the store. So they made it better by letting you check out there, but now you can't drive in there. You can't drive in there. So they made it worse, and then they made it better. They made it. They had to make it worse to make it better. Oh, they could have just checked you out at the same time there instead of just checking your receipt. Yeah. Because you used to just say three of these, three of these, four of those, 25 of these, 60 of those. While it was all loaded up in your truck and then you just. And you'd go in, pay, and then you'd bring your receipt out and they'd be like, all right, get out of here. And uh, a lot of people ruined it. Yeah, they A lot of people ruined it for for all of us. I'm pointing at me. Because, you know, sometimes you just drive into the lumber area and park your car and walk into Home Depot. Maybe you're getting. Maybe you're just looking at wood to see how much it costs. Yeah. And then you're just parked inside of Home Depot and then you just walk right in. You know what they should do? A lot of people ruined it. You know what they should have done? They should have had a sign on the door that said, if you do not buy something in the lumber bay, it's cost you $20 when you before you leave. Okay. So as they're checking your receipt... Yeah, if you didn't... There's no wood in the back here. You didn't uh, buy any wood. You didn't buy any wood. What are you doing in here? I'd buy like a two by four. Well, there you go. There's just be a bunch Counts. of people. That's the, that's the price you pay. Good parking. Oh, by the way, man, two by fours. Nah, reasonably priced. How much is an eight foot two by four? Three eighty nine. Oh, gross. Still, let's say gross. 40% more than they used to be. Pretty crazy. Got to get it sub $3 again. Pre-crazy uh, prices. I think Canada must be cutting wood again. How much for a sheet of half-inch plywood? More or less. $24. Oh, it's got to be less than $20 for a half-inch. Uh, they have the like pressure board, like the OSB-oriented strand board half-inch yeah. for like $16. But I didn't want that for what I was doing. Okay. Any fleas? Perhaps. No, I, I think it's just a no fleece. <laughs> okay, just a little bit of lunch. Uh, so my buddy comes over. We we start working along, attaching all the like uh, pressure treated stuff against the cement wall. Okay, and then did you have one of those um, the ones that have the like the the gun shooting uh, nails? No, I borrowed my dad's roto hammer it's for specifically for drilling into cement oh, okay and then we got some big old beefy cement bolts all right and screwed those in using an impact big old hefty thing for for putting on uh like lug nuts yeah what are they torque torque impact wrencher it's an impact something electric impact and then my my brother simon came over He's uh, the 
the one that has most of the knowledge. I have some knowledge. Mm. But I got to a point where I was like, all right, Simon, I hope Simon shows up soon because I'm (laughs) like, don't want to screw things up. And, of course, he just, like, gets right to it, uh, gets things going, following the thing, and, you know, we're just building up that wall, stub wall along one side of the retaining wall to bring it up to the, like, the same height as yeah. my uh, my foundation because I got this giant 20-foot beam that's going to span. This might be... I'm just going to try and explain it. It's going to span over that carport. Let's call it a carport. Let's call uh, it a carport right now. The concrete wall in your garage to the concrete wall on the other side of this carport. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, for seismic reasons. Yeah, because earthquakes. Because earthquakes. I I took out, when I dug out the side of my house, I took out a lot of support that, you know, an earthquake could get shaken and then my house might, eh, may tip over with this 60-year-old foundation. It's possible. Or 80-year-old foundation almost. Once you frame out a wall in the front of there, it'll sturdy it up quite a bit. And, yeah, so that's what we, we did. We got the the joists going from the house. It was just a simple slope from the house over. Uh, and that's what we did. That one day, we built up the wall, got all those joists going, and the next day, Tuesday, man, it's Wednesday. It's been a very working weekend. Even when you showed up, I was I was working. You were still I was working still, that screw gun. I was still working that screw gun, and uh, next day, got that sheeting up there, the plywood. Put all the plywood up there. Another trip to Home Depot for some more wood. Mm-hmm. And uh, then came the beam, man. That 20-foot beam that weighs like 540 pounds or 400. It's, it's either 480 or 540. Did you use block and tackle? What's block and tackle? Pulleys. What? Pulleys. No, I did not use pulleys. Oh, you didn't have a mechanical advantage? We just we just muscled it, man. Oof, oof. Did you at least like lean it and then only push one side? Yeah, well, I'll get to it. Oh, okay. Sorry, go three ahead. Of us. There was me, my buddy, Tyler, and my brother, Simon. And I'm like, we moved this off of the delivery truck with two more people. That's you got gravity on your side. Yeah, we all we did was carry it from the truck and set it down in the driveway, and we're like, we need to lift this up a lot higher. I said one more person, and one of the people was my wife, to do that. So I don't know if she might have just been looking good while doing it. If you know, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> right there, right there, just a little higher, little just, higher, <laughs> and uh, so. I see one of my neighbors that lives in the apartment next door walking by. I'm like, hey, Marlon, how's your back feeling? Oh. He's like, pretty good. Why? I'm like, uh, you want to help us move this beam? And he's like, sure. Let me uh, come over there and check it. And he's like, goes to try and lift up the beam by himself and uh-huh. just doesn't even move it an inch. Yeah. And yeah, one of them, one of us, I could move it like. Lifted up an inch, a couple inches just by myself. It took all of us, so then we had to move it, 
carry it over here, set it down, move it. And then we were going to tilt up one end like a 45 degree angle and set it on the ledge of the wall. Yeah. And then it took all of us on that one side, just push it up, uh, like just caught the edge. And then we had to slide it up there at this 45. And right when it got to the midpoints, perfect. And then it was just balancing on this, this edge, slide it back a little bit more and then just slide it right in. My brother had taken that time and cleared out some blocking and I had to take off a bunch of my garage decorations because yeah. they were in the way. They were. Yeah. I'll put them back. I'll decorate that garage again. You made a rat hole. And yeah, there's a rat hole inside my house. Yeah. Well, yeah. The beam is in there. It's not secured, but it will be. Seismically speaking, it's, it's much worse. It's not going anywhere. Much worse now. Let's just say, yeah, it's not going anywhere. Uh, but it's up there and then got the rest of that roofing up there yesterday. Today came the metal roofing. Yeah. I went out to Estacada. Mm -hmm. I ordered this roofing up three days, four days ago. And they're like, yeah, it'll be ready on Wednesday. We'll call you when it's ready. So I'm like waiting around, waiting around. I took my, it was my dad's last day of radiation for his cancers today. So All I right. took him to radiation and uh, I'm waiting around with my dad like, okay, I'm supposed to be driving out to Estacada to get this metal roofing on. And then I just decided to call him. Oh yeah, that's ready. Yeah. They were never going to call me, Dan. Never. They were never going to call me. But you know what would have happened? If you would have called them at eight in the morning, they would have been like, uh, yeah, no, it's not ready yet. Okay, all right. But, and then if you would have called them again at nine, they'd have been like, yeah, no, still, not. can you, we'll just call you, okay? And then they never would have called never you. They never would have called me. Yeah. On Thursday, maybe maybe tomorrow they would have called me. Eventually, they would have been like, hey, what? what's the deal? We told you to be ready on Wednesday. How come you didn't get it? <laughs> Why didn't you get it yesterday? Jeez. They'd have been mad at you. Yeah, now it's my fault. But uh, I got it. It came with everything I needed, probably way more than I have two bags of last week we talked about the paint matched metal roofing yeah maybe it's a lot of extra screws you got there and it came with two bags and i haven't used any of them yeah what, what have you been using there it came with these other screws that screw through sheet metal but the heads are flat so i think the screws they sold me that are paint matched are the ones for not the hidden screws yeah this is a hidden screw. Roof. So maybe like screw it around the edge somewhere? I don't know. Oh, well, he'll figure it I out. I have eventually. like 2,000 of them, of these little white screws. Don't worry. They were only a quarter each. My my son will be selling them at my garage sale, my estate sale. Somebody will come and pick up those screws. I'll just hold on to them for. I did the math when we bought screws, the like hidden screws for the deck. Mm hmm. Oh, man. Those. Were spendy. Nice though, right? Oh, they're so nice. They're like color matched and they like suck down invisible and but it's uh it's a lot of money. It's like a buck a screw. So I ended up right before you got here, you said, Hey, I'm on the way. Yep. It was get it was dark or it was getting dark. Mm -hmm. Made it to the end. So now all I have to do is the flashing on the top and the flashing on the side. 
okay. that it comes with was a slight mishap where I was just hoping it was going to, you know, be perfect. Yeah. It's almost perfect, but I was hoping it was going to be, you know, precisely perfect. Luckily, all that hard work we did getting the roof and everything square in the beginning paid off because... Square on the end, at least. Set that first one on. Dun, 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 dun. They just, like, you you set this uh, metal roofing on, screw on one side, and then the other one clicks in. And yeah. then you, like, you kind of step on it to push it in real tight. And then huh. you screw the other side and just work down the line. And there's there some flashing easy, easy. that goes on top against the house? There's some flashing that goes up on top. You, there's flashing down at the bottom that you'd put down first. Mm-hmm. And there was some felt paper that I rolled out. Nice. So I think uh, pretty much done with that, man. Very nice. Maybe another couple hours tomorrow. And then my carport, my carport will be done. I still have to figure out uh, the drainage issue, which I'll probably be talking about. Maybe you could put in another. So you know how you have the one in front of your garage? Mm -hmm. What if you build an identical, like, drain in front of the carport and you put, like, a little groove there or maybe even, like, a metal ribbed thing that, that runs all the way across the whole thing? And then deep down inside, you connect it with a pipe. Okay. So now you have these two reservoirs that that go to the street, but only through the one. I assume, yeah. I assume there's a pipe down in there somewhere. Somewhere or something. Yeah. So you want to make sure that reservoir connects to this reservoir so it goes to the street. So I got to get this figured out, the drainage, so all the water from my driveway doesn't just fill up this garage or this carport. Yeah. Like it had been doing. And I got to do a simple enough thing that... Probably next year we're going to be busting up the whole driveway and redoing the cement. So something that I can do now that will get me to there because then I'll do it the right way then. Or I could just, you know. I don't I don't think you need to do anything right now. I could half-ass it and then maybe I don't do my driveway and I'm like, this is good enough. It doesn't, it doesn't leak. Perfect. And then I just never have to do my, I just don't do anything. Hmm. Yeah, possible. I'm also on the lookout for a roll-up garage door, overhead garage door. Okay, but uh, yeah, yeah, do that. But we'll be talking about this is going to be a multi-week around the house, multi-probably yep. month. No, you'll have it all done by next next week. It'll next be all, episode, this all, part, all done. All done. Be in there, and I'm excited to see what my future holds. I've all I've. Uh, started to think of what I can move out to the carport that can be out there and not worry about people stealing it. Definitely kayak. Oh, not kayaks. Kayaks. Nah, not kayaks. Hmm. What if you just put them up high? Yeah, I was thinking about putting them on the ceiling. Yeah, that, well, thing. that's where I was thinking about them. Like right next to the house, the highest spot. The highest spot. So you couldn't see them from the street. One could go there. I mean, obviously, you walk in there and you could just take them. But yeah. You'd have to look. So right now I got all this wood, like logs and stuff that I've been letting dry for my wood turning hobby. Yeah. And so I'm going to build like a rack out there for 
for that stuff to oh, be don't on. Don't put it out there. It's well, wet out there. Well, it's dry. Keep it in here. Ish. It's dryish. Oh, keep your powder dry. Okay, all right. Well, Dan, got anything else? Man, I'm excited to uh, have one day off this week. You need to catch up. You need to catch up with me. You know, we had two different kinds of Yellowstone whiskey. Mm -hmm. Well, I finished up three seasons of Yellowstone. You're behind. Um, Now, yeah. How many seasons are there? Four. Are they on the fourth one now? They're about to make the fifth one here. Premiering soon. Okay. Soonish. Because I started watching them with my dad. I didn't get to watch. I was planning on watching an episode within the day uh, before I went and picked up the medal. And he's also been like, man, I wish I wouldn't have started watching that with you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I wish I wouldn't have started watching it with you. But we've done it and we can't watch it without the other. Can't have one without the other. I can't just go over there on a weekday and watch Power Through three episodes like you, man. Yeah. But I want to. Maybe I should just abandon my family for a couple weeks and go live over there. You get all caught up. Catch up on all those Yellowstones. See, if you're all caught up, then you can do one a week. Oh, coming up soon? Maybe. I I show up there on this. Do they stream them? Yeah, it's a streamer. Is it a one episode release per week? I don't know what they do on the old Paramount Plus. I don't know. We'll find out. Well, Dan, thanks for hanging out in this flea infested basement. Yeah. You know what I think everybody should do? I think everybody should tack some wood on the side of their house and. Put a little extra roof over there so you can have dry things outside. Yeah. Yep. And if the city comes around, that thing's been there for years. Yeah. Obviously. Don't call it a comeback. Uh, years. Obviously, uh, you know, the front's been painted black, so it's not fresh wood. It's, uh, it's been there for years and years. But we'll see you all next time. After work. After work.